Hey you guys, I have some really exciting news to share, so it is my honor to announce that I'm reviewing here is partnering up with the producers of Ghost Adventures to produce a new show, Cock Adventures. In this six-part limited series, the investigators of Ghost Adventures will drop off roosters in these haunted places throughout America, and for 60 minutes, we will see how the roosters will react. Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. I'm reviewing here! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, screams and talks really loudly and almost blows out my mic in every episode. And I also uh, watch and review Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time. Very quick summary if you're new to the podcast. Every 10 years, Sight and Sound, it's it's a British publication, they get together all, they collect reviews and lists from all of these film scholars, film critics, blah, blah, blah. And they put together what they believe are the greatest films of all time. It's really, really fun. Ghost Adventures is also one of the greatest shows ever made. And I'm right, you're wrong, if you disagree with me. It is so friggin' good. I've been watching Ghost Adventures since I was in high school. It was senior year. I'll never forget the first episode. My friends came over. I think it was a Thursday night. They came over to watch The Office and Parks and Rec and and, uh, 30 Rock. You know, it was Thursday nights. Oh, TBT. I miss those days. And I remember there was like a new show. I was like, guys, it's called Ghost Adventures. You got to watch it. And it's really funny because there's like this guy in the intro and he, he's really buff and he always goes, uh, my name is Zach Bagans. I never believed in ghosts before. I don't know. It's just like, it was such a weird show, but we loved it. And I actually got my friends really uh, into it for just one episode, but um, it was fun while it lasted. That guy, Zach Bagans is a total, like, he's a douche. I mean, like, come on. Everybody knows that, too. I actually recently came across this YouTube video where Nick Groff, who was one of the former investigators, he left Ghost Adventures mysteriously many, many years ago, and nobody really knew why. People were like, I was at least, like, well, where's Nick? Where'd that dude go? Because there was no explanation, and... I don't know. Twitter wasn't really like as big when he let, you know, it's not like everyone was like rushing to Twitter and there were like Buzzfeed articles like hashtag where's Nick or whatever. Uh, a few weeks ago, I went on YouTube. I follow Nick Groff on Instagram and uh, he basically alleged that he left the show and Zach Bagans is very mean. And I kind of laughed. I was like, he's been mean since the beginning. Do you watch the show? Do you watch Ghost Adventures? This guy will literally lock Aaron, one of the other uh, investigators, in rooms and then, like, leave him. And Aaron's like, what the what the hell, man? And he'll just leave him. And Zach's like, I, I need to get a reaction, okay? Just stay there. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's kind of like, he's like a train wreck, but I don't care. I love it. I And I would, um, well, I, I'm not into, like, documentary filmmaking, but I really want someone to make a documentary about Zach Bagans because that man has been possessed many, many times, and I'm curious to see what the demons, uh, like, have said to him, you know? I don't know. I have weird thoughts. I really, really do. Guys, uh, really quickly, before I get into uh, today's episode, I just got into a new podcast. I just want to plug this uh, because um, if I could, I would promote this podcast. block this uh podcaster there's a podcast it's called on the edge with andrew gold you can also watch episodes on youtube i like binged so many episodes all weekend so andrew gold he's this british guy he used to be a reporter for bbs or uh i'm sorry no that means be back soon bbc which is a british 
publication, you know. Uh, and um, his podcast is really fascinating because he explores really interesting topics. The majority of his topics are like extreme religions and cults and Scientology. He's like obsessed with Scientology. But he uh, will interview people from both sides, like people who, let's say, are in like an extremely religious community and don't really like it, but, you know, they're in it still. Um, and then vice versa, who interview people who are like, no, I'm in it and everything they're saying is false. It's really, really good. It is really fascinating. I highly recommend it. It's, he's, he's, a. I think it's a, it's, he's a good guy because he's just getting really honest reactions from people. And I think it's so good to just listen to a podcast where you can hear people, what they have to say. And you know what? If you disagree, you disagree. Unfollow them. You know, I've listened to a few episodes where I was like, <laughs> Oh, God, really? But uh, I would recommend it, though. And, yeah, really, really good. That has nothing to do with today's movie, though. Today's movie is probably one of my favorite movies that I've reviewed so far out of this whole list. And that's a huge compliment. I mean, wow. Amazing. Fantastic. Gorgeous. Phenomenal movie. My friends, today I am reviewing Happy Together. So good. I also just freaking love that song. Every time I hear that song, I always think about the opening of Freaky Friday. Remember in the opening when Anna won't get up from bed and Tess is like, Anna, honey, you gotta wake up. Ew! And she spanks her on the butt and is like going around meditating and doing her nails. Such a good movie. Even though Anna annoys the living crap out of me in that movie because the amount of time she yells, you're ruining my life. One, two, three, four, five. I think probably 14 times she yells that in that movie. It's so annoying. God damn it. Anyway, oh my God, happy together. What a movie. What an experience. This movie is like some kind of miracle in how far ahead of its time it was. So it's a Hong Kong movie. It came out in 1997. It was written and directed by uh, Wong Kar Wai, who is like one of Hong Kong's most famous, uh, sorry, that was my chair. One of his, one of Hong Kong's like most famous directors. He's still alive. I think I mentioned him in the last episode. Uh, he has not really done a movie though, since, uh, to my knowledge, since 2013, he did a movie called The Grandmaster, which is like a martial arts movie. And he hasn't done anything else since, which is really sad. 
because he is phenomenal. He, I cannot wait to watch more of his movies. I know more of his movies are on this list. So why is this movie ahead of its time? Okay, Happy Together is a gay love story set in uh, in the 90s. Okay, and that alone makes it ahead of its time. A gay love story in the 90s. A movie in the 90s. I, I gotta keep repeating that. Now, in the 90s, there was... Um, it's called, this is real too, I'm, making, I'm not making this up. I say all the time how there were movie movements all the time. There really was, a, it's, it's called the new queer movement in the 90s. So a lot of LGBTQ plus uh, films were getting made more uh, during that decade. Like The Birdcage is one that always comes to mind when I think about it. You know, The Birdcage, have you seen that? So freaking funny. Robin Williams, rest in peace. One of the best movies. But there were a lot more. There was a uh, there's a cult classic called uh, To Wong Fu, uh, starring Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo. There's so many others. Happy Together, I think, is even braver for the fact that it is a movie set in Hong Kong made by a Hong Kong director. I don't read a lot of politics. I really don't. And I know America's no different. But guys, this is... The world we live in there are so many friggin countries that are not for lgbtq plus a representation in film they're not for it at all i was having a conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago we were talking about the new evil dead movie and in the movie one of the actors is a is a uh, trans actor i forget uh their name but what we were saying though is how much we loved in evil dead rise how there's no mention that this character, this in the movie, you know, and the actor, there's no mention that they're trans. There's no mention of their sexuality or their gender. There's no mention. This character in the movie is treated like a human being, which is how it should have always been. And in the 90s, I mean, I hate to say it, and still, like, even in a lot of, it's gotten a lot better, but even in a lot of movies, if there's a trans actor or if there's a character playing a trans actor, or if there's a gay actor, or a character playing a gay character... Wait, what am I trying to say? There's a... You know what I mean. Usually in so many movies, especially in the 90s, if there was a gay or a trans actor, they made it so big of a deal that they were gay or trans. You know? Think about movies like Big Daddy. Remember Big Daddy, Adam Sandler? Remember his two friends in the movie are gay and they make it so funny, you know, that they're gay? It, it's funny. It's like, okay, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, it, it's meant to be like a joke, you know? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, that movie did not age well at all. I, do not, I don't recommend that. I recommend that movie if you want to watch How to Not Make a Movie or if you want to watch How to Make a Movie that would get canceled in 2023. That's an example. But, you know, there, there's so many other examples of, of uh, you know, in queer cinema. No, I'm sorry. In movies, in commercially made movies in Hollywood and even in other countries. It was always such a, it was always like for comic relief in a way, you know. Another example, and then I'll get into the movie, like Saving Silverman. Remember Saving Silverman? I mean, I love that movie. It's a classic, but it's all meant to be a big joke. Like when Jack Black, his character says that he thinks he's gay and it's all a joke. It's all, yeah, I think I like sucking dick, you know? And it's just like, oh God, just, ugh. I mean, I cringe. I cringe watching it. Happy Together is none of those movies. Happy Together is just a simple love story between two men 
Okay, they're gay, yes. But in the movie, gay is not mentioned once. That word is not mentioned once. Queer is not mentioned once at all. It's not meant to be a big political movie or anything like that. It is a simple movie about two people who are in love. In the 90s, for a movie to come out like that, mic drop, you know, wow. I mean, think about that. Really, really think about that. That is what makes this movie so brilliant. And it's what makes me love uh, Juan Carway, the director, so much more. I found a great quote that uh, he he gave about the movie, uh, about, you know, the movie being, quote unquote, a queer movie. He just said this. He said, uh, I forget, what was the publication he said this in? Oh, this is from Cine Action. It was from 1990. It was the year after the movie came out. So he said this. In fact, I don't like people to see this film as a gay film. It's more like a story about human relationships and somehow the two characters involved are both men. Normally, I hate movies with labels like game film, art film, or commercial film. There is only good film and bad film. Boom. Ugh. Wong. Amazing. Amazing. That's how I've always viewed it, you know? I, I feel like these love stories that come out where the characters happen to be the same gender or they happen to, you know, identify as gay. Again, it's gotten so much better. But... um there is still work to be done because there are still so many movies and TV shows that come out where they just, they overdo it. You know, it, they, they, they make it either comical or they make it like they're trying to make a statement. I prefer movies unless, you know, the movie is trying to make a statement about, um, gay people. of course, you know, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but here is just a, I like movie. I love love stories where it doesn't matter about, their gender or how they identify as or what their their pr preference is it, it none of that matters you know like brookback mountain is another great example when that movie came out come on everybody the press everybody was making fun of that movie it was the gay cowboy movie you know <gasps> oh jake gyllenhaal and heath ledger they're gonna kiss <gasps> oh my god it's gay look i mean that i remember like it was yesterday when that movie came out it's sick. I mean, it's so gross how they treated that movie. It's an amazing movie. And unfortunately, so many stupid people just made fun of it for that. And I can imagine a lot of people did as well when uh, Happy Together came out. So this premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. And of course, I mean, not probably not just in Hong Kong, but in a lot of other places, it was deemed, quote unquote, you know, semi-controversial. If you look at the original poster for the movie, it features the lead characters embracing you know, on the ground, one of them has a shirt off. They're just embracing because that's what people who are in love do, you know. So it's a really brave movie. What is it about? So uh, this movie primarily is set in Buenos Aires and it follows a, the lengthy, tumultuous, tumultuous relationship between uh, these two characters. Lei Wei Fei. Yeah. Okay. I said it right. There are so many friggin' Asian movies in a row, and I feel like I'm learning a whole new language because I'm, you know, look at me. I said that totally right, didn't I? Lei Weifei is played by uh, Tony Lung. Uh, actually, and I, uh, my apologies to, in the last episode, Tony Lung was in that movie, but he actually goes by Tony Lung Chu, Chu Wei. Yeah, Tony Lung Chu Wei. But he's always just Tony Lung for me. 
he's so young in this movie. He's like a baby in this movie. He plays uh, Lei Wei Fei, and his boyfriend in the movie is Ho Po Wing. He's played by this... Um, I have to get dark for for a second. He was played by an actor named Leslie Chung. Leslie Chung was a very popular Hong Kong uh, singer, super super popular over there. And he was an actor too. He was openly bisexual. He had depression and he actually committed suicide on uh, April first, two thousand three. He jumped off the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Hong Kong, and his death was like a blow to the city. Everybody was just, you know, torn apart by that. And, you know, even in 2013, I, I found this uh, article where in 2013, 10 years after he died, they even did this, like, big exhibition uh, in Times Square, Hong Kong. So rest in peace. What an amazing actor. What an amazing performance. I haven't listened to his music yet, but I bet you he is good. Anyway, he, uh, okay, so yeah, there's uh, Faye and Po Wing. From the get-go, they are, you know, I don't want to use the word toxic. I don't know if you would count this as a toxic relationship, but they fight a lot. You know, they're so passionately in love with each other that it's almost scary. They, it, 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 it is, you know, they, uh, they break up a bunch of times. They cheat on each other a bunch of times. They get back together a bunch of times. They break up again a bunch of times. But that's how a lot of relationships are. A lot of relationships, a lot of people... That's what it's like, you know? They just can't, they, they can't leave each other apart. That's why love is just so scary, I think, for a lot of people. Um, I was going to joke and say, I'm one to say, but uh, let's not get into that right now. Anyway, so this movie, the, the basic plot, so it starts off, um, you know, they're a Hong Kong couple, and they're just visiting Argentina, and all they're dying to do is they just want to go to the uh, Iguazu Falls, which are these gorgeous uh, uh, waterfalls uh, on the Iguazu River in the country. But they can't find it. They get lost, and they, they basically break up. The, the movie, too, it's filmed. It's uh, I'll get to the cinematography later because I'm going to like spit in excitement when I talk about how this movie is shot. It's shot in black and white. Uh, not the whole movie, but most of the beginning of the, of the first part of the movie is. So they get lost, they have a stupid fight, and they, they break up. Um, it turns out that, you know, Faye doesn't have the, the um, he doesn't have the money to get back to his home in Hong Kong, so he starts working at a tango bar as a doorman, uh, and he's living in this really claustrophobic, like, ugly, dirty, depressing-looking uh, one-bedroom apartment. Uh, and Po Wing, meanwhile, is also still living in Buenos Aires, but he's kind of just slapping through the shit, you know, he's living a pretty hedonistic life, he's just going out a lot with men, and, and, uh, Faye sees this a lot, and he's overcome with, like, immense jealousy, I mean, you see him, like, in one shot, uh, where he's back at his room, and he's, you know, in the bathroom, and he just punches a mirror, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, they, they, right right off the bat, you know, they clearly still like each other. Po Wing also knows how to really push his bu push uh, Faye's buttons. They meet again, uh, and, you know, when I say he pushes his buttons, Po Wing likes to kind of just laugh around Faye. Faye, for example, like, gets really drunk and stops off at his hotel room, and it's just like, I hate you, why are you here, you know, and... 
Poe Wing has that really snarky way about him where he just kind of smiles and is just like, you know, being tantalizing and trying to just get him angrier and, and trying to like touch him and, and, you know, it drives Faye crazy and they have this really fun fight where <laughs> I think it's Faye. He yells at him, kill me if you got the balls. <laughs> I just like that quote. I wrote that, that quote down. I don't know. No one ever really says that anymore. You don't got the balls to do it. Do they? I don't know. I don't really use that phrase a lot. But they fight. Uh, but here's, you know, where the, the beauty of this movie comes in. They, 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 they're messed up, both of them. I mean, I like, we've all been in rooms with couples who argue and, you know, in your head, you're just going, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Like, just stop it. Like, it's awkward, you know? But at the same time, like, you just want these guys to just get back together, you know? And they do care about each other. Poeing does this, you know, sweet thing where he is meeting, Poeing is basically sleeping with this pretty shady guy and he steals his watch and he goes up to Faye and goes, okay, you don't have enough money to get back here. Here's this watch. Just take it, you know? Uh, that way you can get back. I mean, it's a sweet gesture. It is. And Poeing, unfortunately, pays the consequences for that. He gets severely beat up uh, by this guy. And, you know, there's this Ugh, devastating moment where Poe Wing shows up at Faye's, uh, you know, apartment and he's just bloody and like crying and Faye just gives him a hug and they hug each other and they embrace each other. And it's that moment where you just kind of go, oh, you know, they just, they love each other. They do. They drive each other crazy, but they just keep coming back to each other. And this also, you know, this dynamic between them is gets really interesting because uh, Faye brings Poeing in and he's like, okay, you can stay with me until, you know, you get better. And Poeing is just a mess. I mean, he's beat up. He can't get out of bed. Uh, and Faye takes care of him. He's like a, like a, like a dad in a way, like taking care of a baby. I mean, like he washes him in the bathroom. He steals food from her, from where he's like working at the bar and takes, sneaks it up to his room and feeds him. And, you know, there's even, like, there's a monologue. Faye, Tony Lung, uh, oh, sorry, Tony Lung Ch Chu Wei's character, he says a lot in monologue how, you know, he, he likes the happier times when he was taking care of, of uh, Poe Wing. So I skipped ahead a little bit because this movie does show the trajectory of their relationship. And, you know, again, they drive each other crazy, and there is this really strong sexual tension. It's a very sexy movie. It is. It's a very sultry, sexy movie. I mean, they argue a lot, but then in the next scene, there's this gorgeous, uh, like, very erotic moment where uh, Faye is on the roof. Uh, oh, God, what is he doing? He's, like, doing something on the roof. He's, like, I don't know, cleaning something. And they just had a fight, he and Poe Wing, and Poe Wing goes up, and he just pours this water on the back of Faye's back. And then he kind of just hugs uh, Faye and doesn't even really kiss him. He just sort of hugs him from behind. And it's that moment of like, damn. Yeah, I mean, they, they are a very... I don't want to say they're a very sexual couple because that, that kind of just doesn't sound... That, that, I don't... That's not what I'm trying to say. Sex is kind of a way for them to escape. You know, I think sex is a way for them to really understand and come to terms with, okay, you know what? You drive me crazy, but I love you. You know, it's, it's how they can do it. I mean, that's how a lot of relationships work. That's why I think it's up to you to decide whether this is a toxic relationship or not. I don't think it is. 
a part of me kind of does because, I mean, you should not be arguing this much. But again, there is a real connection there. I mean, there's this gorgeous shot. It's, a, it's I think it's a pretty famous shot from the movie where the two of them are just dancing in the kitchen and then one of them, you know, touches the other one's butt and then they start to kiss. And it's a really passionate moment, you know? And again, this whole time, there's no mention that they're gay. There's no mention that they're queer. There's none of that. This isn't that type of movie. Director Wong Kar-wai treats these men like people because that's how everybody, no matter what you identify as, should be treated as. They should love who they want. They should do what they want. Again, I just, I emphasize that so much because to see a movie in the 90s that is this, you know, mature for its age, wow, I can see why this movie all these years later is, is getting more recognition. It got restored in 4K, I believe, in 2019. And clearly, I mean, I'm skipping ahead again. I recommend this movie. So they seem to be happy. And then, you know, again, uh, they just, both of them are at fault for this. I mean, Poeing gets really annoying and just, again, knows how to push Faye's buttons. I keep saying push buttons. I never use that phrase. And I think Faye doesn't like how when Poeing gets better, you know, his injuries go away. He doesn't really like that. I don't think he likes that Poeing is kind of getting that freedom back. He likes to be, because, um, no, I'm sorry. Faye doesn't like that Poeing is kind of get. I said that right, right? He doesn't like that Poeing is kind of getting his freedom back, you know, his independence. I think Faye is a little bit dominant and kind of gets a little... He doesn't really react the best way to it. And then things also get a little messy when... Um, so uh, Faye went ahead and beat up the guy who beat up Po Wing, the guy whose watch Po Wing stole from. He gets beat up for it, and uh, he ends up, you know, quitting his job. And that's kind of how they really reconnect. So so Faye gets another job at a Chinese restaurant, too, which, you know, is good. He feels like he belongs a little bit more there. And there's a co-worker near, there's a co-worker near, there's a co-worker there named uh, Chang, or is it Chang? I think it's Chang or Chong. <laughs> and he's played by an actor named Chen Chang. Ch Chen Chong. It's Chen Chong. It's Chong. That's how you say it. Yeah. Uh, Chong. Ch oh. Okay. I'm not going to go there again. Uh, he, yeah. So Chong is a guy who works there. And Chong, like, immediately has the hots for Faye. And who wouldn't? He's a good looking guy. And he seems a little bit, you know. I think Chong, he doesn't really, he flirts with him a little bit. I don't think he really knows that Faye has a boyfriend, but I don't even know if Faye and Po Wing are really going out saying that they have a relationship again. You know, you don't really see them go out for dinner or anything like that. And of course, Po Wing finds out that Faye and Chong pretty much slept together a few times. And Chong is a good guy. They don't, vil they don't vilify him in this movie. And things come to an end when Faye steals Po Wing's passport. Why does he do that? Again, he's just a mess. There's so much jealousy between these two guys. These two guys drive each other crazy. He does it, and Po Wing basically says, that's the last straw, I'm out. And he slams the door and leaves. And, you know, we're kind of getting... You don't really know what's going to happen after this. And... Faye eventually leaves Buenos Aires. Uh, 
And, you know, he's depressed. He, you know, kind of just goes out and kind of tries to do his own thing. He and Chong don't really have anything. Um, and then, you know, there's this really sad moment where, uh, before he leaves Buenos Aires, I'm sorry, Faye goes to, uh, Iguazu Falls, like he was supposed to with Po Wing. And it's this beautiful but heartbreaking moment where Po Wing is back at the apartment and he sees that the apartment's empty and his lover is left and he just cries. If you watch the trailer, you'll see it. I mean, he just cries. And then you see, you know, Faye at the falls and he's, he's smiling that he's finally there, but there is that moment in his, that realization in his face. That's like, but you know, Po Wing isn't with me. This is what we both wanted. (sighs) So, uh, you know, the end of the movie kind of goes in a weird direction because Faye, like I said, he leaves Buenos Aires. He finally goes to Hong Kong, but he has, um, he stops in, uh, Taipei. I think that's how you say it. And by coincidence, he goes and eats at this little restaurant or it's not, it's like a, you know, one of those little places in the, on the street, like, like a market, you know, and it happens to be run by Chong's family. So Chong, the the nice guy that he was, you know, cheating with, uh, am I saying that right? Yeah. You cheating with on Pope Wing. I don't know if I said that right. He goes there and it's kind of like, oh, well, that's a really crazy coincidence. And he steals a photo of Chong. And then, um, you know, it ends kind of a little open. It it kind of has an ambiguous ending because he he basically says, you know, he doesn't know if he's ever going to see Chong again. But now that he has a picture of him, he he quote unquote will know where to find him. And then it ends, there's this breathtaking shot of Faye on the subway or the tunnel, whatever it's called in Hong Kong. I don't know what it's called there. And then, you know, there's this cover of uh, So Happy Together, uh, which was originally sung by saying, yeah, it was sung by the Turtles, but this in this movie, it was covered by an artist named Danny Chung. And then the movie ends. I say that's kind of a surprising ending because, you know, Chung... I didn't expect Chong, I didn't expect Faye to kind of feel like maybe Chong could be a new person in his life, you know? And it was interesting reading about this movie because uh, Carway, or I'm sorry, Wong Carway actually admitted that Chong Chen's, the actor who played Chong, his storyline was completely improvised. And it was actually because Leslie Chung, the actor who played Po Wing, he was uh, on a concert. He was doing a concert. So in order for them to keep shooting and getting more footage, they kind of just created this plot, this plot like on the spot with Chung. But actually, in thinking more about the movie, I think I understand it because a, a big theme in this movie is uncertainty, you know, feeling like you don't know what the future holds and not knowing if you fit in and if you belong. And that's very apparent in this film because this film actually came out. uh, It was filmed right before this event happened in Hong Kong known as uh, the handover of Hong Kong because Hong Kong for like a hundred years, it was owned by the British. And then on June 30th, 1997 uh, it was handed over and it became, uh, you know, part, I think it became part of China so it's independent from China, but it is part of China at the same time. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't do my homework very well and right, very well on that. But um, 
the movie, it doesn't really, it's not a political movie in that sense, but in thinking about it, this is the, this is why I love movies so much. And thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, there is a little bit of a political allegory in this movie. Some people have have pointed out that these three characters kind of represent different parts of of uncertainty about the future. You know, because like you know, Poe Wing loses his passport. What's going to happen uh, to him? Is he ever going to return back to Hong Kong, his real home? Uh, Faye, you know, doesn't have, doesn't have enough money to get back to Hong Kong. What's going to happen? Chong, on the other hand, he is like a traveler in this movie. He's like a backpacker in a, in a sense, you know, he, he can go back. So there's two very different, um, or th- well, yeah, two of them, you know, the couple in the movie, they kind of represent that, that fear and that inability to go back to your home while, Whereas this third character, Chong, represents someone who can go back, you know? That's a really big, important theme in this movie. And it all works, too. I think that's kind of like the miracle of this movie, because I was surprised that the movie was shot in Argentina. But again, it, it connects back to the movie, that this theme of not being in your hometown. And this, again, is kind of the crazy thing about this movie, because hear this. Wong Kar Wei originally did not mean to film it in Argentina, um, he knew that it was going to be hard to film in Hong Kong because it was, it was that, you know, the place was being, uh, I guess, quote unquote, transferred to, to China. So he ended up getting funding from Spain on the condition that he filmed the movie in a Spanish country. So he chose Argentina. He said he, he chose Argentina because, uh, he really liked this Argentinian author named Manuel Puig, P-U-I-G, I think that's how you say his last name. Also, I just love Argentina. Argentina just makes the movie so much like sexier. And yeah, so as you can tell, I was just blown away by this film. I, I loved how real and honest it was. And the cinema, the cinema frickingography, this movie and a lot of Wong Kar Wai movies do this. They, they play around so much with the cinematography. This cinematography was by uh, an Australian cinematographer named Christopher Doyle. And he actually did a lot of other Wong Kar Wai movies. He has so much fun with it. The shots, the black and white, and then the, 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 the transitions from black and white to color. There's one moment where uh, uh, Faye says, I wonder how Hong Kong looks upside down. And then we see shots, these aerial shots of Hong Kong upside down. <laughs> it's like funny. I wrote in my notes, lol, at lol, LOL for that scene. Yeah. I mean, there's that. And, like, there's this crazy sequence where when Poe Wing finds out that, you know, Faye took his passport, he's asking him where it is. And the shots, it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's like 25 shots in under 10 seconds. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, some people who are really anal and, and don't like to have a good time, they might go, oh, my God, it gave me a headache. Why did they do that? It was pretentious. It wasn't pretentious. How was it pretentious? What do you mean? It's a movie. It's a movie. The movie, the, the the crazy shots and the cinematography, it adds to the art of the movie. It shows, I think it shows you, it represents, I think, the craziness of love, you know? The, the, the crazy, erratic times that we all experience when we're in love, you know? It definitely matches the characters because the characters are like lunatics. They, they fight all the friggin' time. You know, love is messy, man. It is messy. And I think that the cinematography captured that 
so well. The cinematography captures the messiness and also just the gorgeous feeling of being in love. You know, the colors in this movie. I mean, oh my God. I can't recommend it enough. Happy Together, absolutely check it out. It's available on the Criterion channel. So ahead of its time, so remarkable, so beautifully done, amazingly acted. Rest in peace, Tony Chung. I mean, that just broke, or I'm sorry, Leslie Chung. Rest in peace. That really just broke my heart. Wong Kar Wai, I love you. Go make more movies, please, because you're amazing. Yeah, definitely check this out. You guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here. New episodes every Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday. We got some good ones coming up. Uh, we got some crazy ones coming up. Get ready for the next one. I just, I'm going to give you a, an early trigger warning that the next movie is positively batshit insane. Very different from Happy Together. So, yeah. More of this movie? Hmm. I got to think about that for a second. Because a moral, love is messy. That's not a moral. I think the moral of the movie is, oh man, you know what? When you fall in love, fighting about it doesn't help anything, you know? It's so exciting to be in love. It's, it's carnal. It's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's hard to express your, to uh, hold your emotions in, but you know what? Do it. Just try and do it. Okay. Because love is, you know, it comes once in a lifetime and you got to hold on to it. You got to love yourself. You got to love your people. Jesus, I sound like a pastor right now. Yeah, that's the moral of Happy Together. Check it out. Great movie. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. You guys just can't get rid of me, can you? I'm sorry. Just really quick announcement. Uh, episodes of I'm Reviewing Here are now available on YouTube. Just go to at I'm Reviewing Here. You can find it. You can subscribe to the channel. If you like podcasts, but if YouTube's easier for you, I totally get it. New episodes are there. Uh, they should get uploaded uh, the same day as, you know, new episodes, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, unless I can't find a movie. And yes, don't forget also to follow me on Instagram at I'm Reviewing Here. And you can also follow me personally at at a... Uh, <laughs> sorry at too many ads at mabusi why are you laughing it's not funny m-a-b-u-s-s-y b-u-s-s-y it's my last name follow it uh follow me i'm really weird and crazy and, and i hope i amuse you so yes please do that okay have a good day be safe Bye bye <laughs>